So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day, Sharon Dillon uh, gave a five-star review on the Certified Buyer Agent course. She says, I've been licensed for two years, and originally, I took the Keller Williams Bold class that my first broker offered. Now, I've just graduated from the Certified Buyer Agent course, and I learned some seriously sweet nuggets that I will use. This is a course that is definitely important to all licensed agents. Thank you, Sharon Dillon. Thank you for the five stars. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a good buddy of mine and great guest coming out of Arizona today with the Apex Real Estate Network, and uh, we're going to dig deep, deep, deep into some all things real estate. So without further ado, Mr. Ben Real, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, what's going on, Pat? Thanks so much for having me today. Hey, Ben, why don't you take a little moment to tell everyone about yourself so they get to know you better? Awesome. Yeah. So uh, located in Tucson, Arizona, been in real estate for 10 years now, bought my first house at 18, uh, did the whole house hacking thing, fell in love with it very early on. And I went from one house to two houses and realized that there was an opportunity in the Tucson market for providing full service um, real estate solutions. So property management, construction and development and brokerage sales. And so uh, we started three companies. That's what the Apex Real Estate Network is today, is three business segments, all supporting real estate investing. Okay. So you got a real estate brokerage, you got a construction company, and you got a what? Property management group. And a property management group. Okay. So yep. let's let's talk about each. First of all, talk to me about the real estate company. Like how many houses are you guys selling? We did 150 last year, residential and commercial. Okay. And, and you make regular commissions on those, right? You make commissions Correct. on those? Like, okay. Yep. So what was your ECI, as we like to call it in the show, your ego commission income from your real estate team there? Uh, we did $2.1 million in ECI last year. All right. Beautiful. And uh, what's your profit margin? Uh, 24%. Okay. Good. So uh, half a million bucks. Okay. And um, tell me how you have that team or it's just called Apex Realty, right? Or Apex Real Estate. That's the name of the yes. broker. So we're with Keller Williams. We're a team at KW. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And, and so how do you have your team broken up? So we have a residential team and then a uh, investment, uh, commercial investment team. So the residential team handles your traditional buyers and sellers. And there's a team lead there, three admin, transaction coordinator, escrow to close, and then general admin. And then we have four agents on that side of the business. 
On the investment side, we have a team leader, transaction coordinator, and then two assistants that uh, run all the, the investment deals that we're doing. And so out of the 150 deals or so, uh, you know, how many were investor deals and how many were just regular traditional real estate deals? It was, uh, I want to say, 103 regular traditional deals, and then the remainder were uh, investment deals. Okay. So two-thirds are, are regular deals. So outside a sphere of influence, wait a minute. First of all, how long, Ben, how long have you been selling? Uh, I've been a licensed agent going on four years now. Wow. And, um, okay, so outside of, like, sphere of influence and people that you know, what's the number one source for those 103 deals? Uh, great question. We're, we're heavily in our, in our sphere of influence. Uh, our model, because we have construction, we have property management, our model of providing real estate solutions opens uh, the door and ha allows us to have our agents to have a lot of great conversations with people to solve their real estate problems. So a lot of people reach out to us saying, I'm not sure if I want to rent or I want to sell or what I should do with the property. And the agents get assigned to that lead and they, they convert from there. Okay. So, uh, so I guess we need to talk about that then. So like what, what makes you guys different than, you know, the traditional Joe Schmo says, Hey, I'm going to start, uh, you know, and within four years, I want to get to 150 deals and, uh, I'm going to do it uh, the traditional way that my broker teaches me how to do it. One, you know, step one, step two, step three. What, what makes you guys different? How'd you do it differently? Yeah. So our, our core focus, our, our purpose is, is wealth building, wealth building through real estate. I think that's what got me interested in the business. Uh, all my team members, the team leaders that I have, that's their driving force as well. So for us, we lead with building wealth through real estate and, uh, because we understand that and can speak that language, we're able to advise and consult clients, I think, at a higher level than your average agent. And so that's what separates us. That's how we are gain traction working with clients. Interesting. Okay, so, all right. So l l let's start this then uh, year by year. Your first year, right? I had to get, uh, you know, how many houses did you sell? So uh, maybe maybe back up one step even before that. I. Yep. I stumbled into the business. So I did property management and I did construction and I was doing flips. I didn't realize how much money real estate agents made on commissions. I was 19, 20, 21 years old and was running and gunning, trying to do school and, and flip houses. And so I was just handing the deals to real estate agents. So coming into the business, when I got my license, I had already been doing real estate for about five years. In year one, as a licensed agent, we did 65 transactions. About twenty million in, in gross sales, and, and 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 so out of those sixty five, like how like how many of those were your your flips and your managing? You know what I mean. So you, yeah, yeah, about 40, 40 of the probably sixty sixty six percent when we started out were heavily our internal deals that we were doing. There had yeah, exactly. And and you basically for years as a flipper and a property manager. You basically had been paying agents to do this, and then you said, hey, you know, I'm paying these guys too much. I'm going to just do it myself. Yeah, one of my mentors, he wasn't my mentor at the time, but he saw what we were doing and, and all, how hard we were working, and he just asked me, why aren't you listening to your own properties? And I told him, well, I don't have time. I'm in law school. I got, we got a bunch of businesses we're trying to run. I just don't have time to, to do it. And he, and he sat me down and drew it out and said, this is how you build a real estate team. This is what it looks like as, as a business, not just uh, an agent, solo practitioner. And from that point, like light bulbs went off and I said, okay, this makes all the sense in the world. Let's do it. 
Hmm. Okay. And now today, fast forward, like, are you doing, are you making more money uh, selling houses commission wise than you are in your management and flipping biz? Yeah, I, I think our revenue driver is definitely brokerage activities. I don't know that there's many places in the world you can make more money than commission sales if you're really good at it. But for us, what that does is that leads into a lot of other opportunities. So we lead with brokerage sales. That's how we grow a, a, a large sphere of influence. But then we also are able to acquire assets and, and build the other businesses at the same time. So let's talk a little bit, I guess, because it, it will make, make you, you know, what we can talk all day about sphere of influence and that sort of thing, but it's such a cliche. We've had close to 800 episodes and everybody has a sphere of influence. So I don't want to, I want to go sure. down a different route. So I want to talk to you about the, you know, the 50 deals that you're doing with investors and the 50 deals that, you know, you're involved in on that end, which is for a month. Tell me about that. Like, how are, where are they coming from? How are you getting them? Let's say somebody listening to this in Tupelo, Mississippi wants to say, man, I, I wouldn't mind adding 50 deals on, on, on the mine number of units sold. How do I do it? Yeah. So we're, we're pretty aggressive. We're out door knocking and cold calling. We have a pretty creative system that we've come up with where we're, we're dialing. We've identified uh, set parameters and identified owners that we want to talk to based on how long they've owned the house, how much equity they have, condition of the property. And those get fed into our CRM. And then we pull the owner's contact information and just start picking up the phone and, and calling them. And then there's like, it's a 12, 12 touch process where we're door knocking, we're dropping off yellow letters, we're talking to the neighbors to get really aggressive, get out there and find out who the owners are and what their needs are. Well, okay, so let's slow it down a little bit. So you're dropping off yellow letters. First of all, why yellow and what does it say? Yeah, it's it's basically just uh, a notepad. It looks like oh, a, like a, legal a yellow, pad. yellow yeah, yeah. notepad that you scribble scratch yeah. a pen on. Okay, okay. So what does it say? Yeah, just wanted to talk to you about your property. My name is so-and-so. Uh, please give me a call back. If you have a chance, I'm interested in purchasing homes in the area for cash. Okay, so that's it. So you got these guys walking around neighborhoods, knocking on doors. Nobody answers. They grab the yellow notepad. They, they write that out. They, sh they sh fold it and shove it in there. Um, and they go talk to all the neighbors because the neighbors know who owns the house. A lot of times they're vacant or run th down. Th this, this is a house that you've you kind of driven by and you see that the weeds are high or something like that. It, it could be, or it's something that through the um, data that we're pulling, we've identified that it, it seems likely that they want to, uh, or that it fits our criteria of what a seller looks like. So out-of-state owner, vacant property, not necessarily in bad condition, but other, other data points as well. Okay. So to be specific, out-of-state owner, anybody can find out on the tax records, right? Mm -hmm. Vacant property, you can peer in the windows or you can kind of guess. What else? Yep. Uh, how long they've owned the property? So we like uh, at least five years of ownership. So you're going to go knock on every door. Someone who's lived in the house over five years. If they have equity in the property. And, and, and this is where it, they, we have a big funnel, right? The big funnel is we're calling them. And then it weeds down and weeds down. So the, if they fit the main criteria, we're on the phone with them. We're talking to them and we're trying to set up an appointment via phone. If it's a property that kind of may makes it through our first pass and we say, look, this, we've identified this, this is run down, this is vacant. I think there's something here. Then it goes to a higher priority and that's when we actually drive it, we door knock it. And you got to remember, 
in real estate, if you have brokerage sales, everybody has a real estate need. So our guys, while they're out prospecting on this one property we identified, they're going to have five to seven other conversations per house that they go to with the neighbors. And they have a reason to be there. They're trying to talk, provide value to those neighbors who have an eyesore next door, most likely. And so the neighbors want to talk to you. And so you're picking up leads for, for buyers and sellers. You're picking up contacts of potentially a home run wholesale deal. So it's a lot of angles and we just, we kind of come at it from all, all sides. All right, guys, why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most, how to make more money in real estate for just $7. You can start a one week trial at Rebus university today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven day all access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions future of real estate training.com or just text the word trial to 444-999 that's t-r-i-a-l to 444-999 Interesting. Interesting. And then are you doing the, you know, like how many of the, these leads that, that you get this way, are you buying for cash oh, versus how many do you end up being like regular traditional listings? I got you. I got you. I would say 20 to 30% we're buying for cash. The remainder, because we want to take care of the client. We have a foodie share duty. We want to make sure that they're taken care of. In a lot of instances, in, a, in an up market, it makes more sense to list the property. So we lay out all the options. We have the conversation. And, and for us, we are compensated regardless of what they choose. Yep. And then do you spell out like a third grader can understand if they take the cash option that you have plans to flip it in a very short period of time and make <clears throat> a larger profit? Yeah, we, we explained to them we're real estate investors. We're in the business to make money. Uh, a lot of the remodels we do, we're adding fifty dollars to $100,000. And most owners who have distressed vacant properties just don't have the money to put into it. So we're pretty transparent and we just lay out all the options. You could hire our construction company <clears throat> to do this and we could list it on the back end. The reality is you just you have to have a lot of capital to do that. Most people don't. Okay. All right, great. So uh, basically, you're getting four deals a month just uh, uh, off of off of that source, right? And what advice do you have for somebody who says, you know what, uh, Ben? I, you know that's all well and good, but I don't have money to buy houses for cash, and you know, are reluctant to write little letters like that. You know, well, if if you don't have cash, I think there's many ways to get over that hurdle. The second house I ever bought was an owner finance deal with ten thousand down, and so there there are options. If you just don't want to have to write yellow letters and do the hard work, then this isn't the yeah, business. No, no, for no. You. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And and I guess you could say you could say I'm I'm interested in buying houses or buying your house. You don't have to say for cash. You know, as as no. all stuff. You just have to say buy your house, and then you could always go in and try to figure out how to buy the house later. I mean, it's, 
Yeah, I mean, it's so I started in residential real estate and we've evolved this um, into our commercial team as well, where there are so many people out there that have challenging situations with the real estate they own and they need creative solutions. Uh, we just bought a $24,000 or 24,000 square foot commercial building uh, with owner finance, financing, very little down, 10 year, great, amazing terms for 10 years using the same model that I bought my second house with. So really it's all about creativity and just continually being out there talking to people until and looking for the opportunity to present itself. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So uh, what, what is that? What are you going to, what do you, what are you going to do with that 24,000 square feet? Yeah. So it's, it's small office space. It's near the university in downtown. It's uh, right now we're at 95% occupancy. Uh, there's about 50 tenants in there. And f- wow. 50 tenants, a whole <laughs> bunch of small, like little companies or. Yeah, small service providers, companies, things like that. Okay. And so uh, we, we, we found this owner. I knew that he wanted to move to Argentina, so I made it my goal to find out how I could come up with a solution. He wanted to move to Argentina. He didn't want to pay taxes, and he wanted uh, consistent cash flow still. So we packaged it together and figured out a way that we could do owner financing interest only uh, for the next 10 years. So he has that consistent cash flow. He avoids the tax burden. And he doesn't have to worry about the building. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about the management or the tenants moving in and out. And then he, he's off the hook. And if you, if you don't pay him, then he just forecloses on it. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a pretty cool deal. All right, so back to your business. Uh, yeah. Back to the 100 other deals, right, that you're doing. You know, so talk to me about, like, the day-to-day of, of Ben Real and how where these deals come from. Out of those, how many are buyers and how many sellers would you say? We're pretty buy heavy right now, um, and you know listings are obviously the gold that everybody wants. But um, because of our sphere and and because of our presence in the Tucson market, we have a lot of people coming to us. They know that we flip houses. They know that we do a lot of different things, so they come to us as buyers. Um, that's pretty much leveraged off on my team lead and then his his his. Uh, uh, support staff uh, to to run that component of the business. So, what would you say? Sixty forty or seventy thirty? Mm, seventy thirty, yeah, seventy thirty. And then, are you buying leads? We do a little bit of Zillow spend. We have a lending partner that uh, matches. Uh, outside of that, not not really. No. Okay. And so, all this basically, or a large percentage of that, aside from that small Zillow spend. Uh, it's just coming from sphere of influence. Yeah, we spend a lot of money on client parties, on uh, client events, uh, client gifts, just to stay top of mind, keep them in our world. Uh, last year, we rented out the zoo. That was our big end of year party. We brought, we, I think we had 400, 500 people come to the zoo, the no Tucson kidding. Zoo. Yeah. Wow. From that, within two weeks, we had 15 clients from that event. That okay, what that set you back? What's that cost? We had some sponsors. We, we worked pretty aggressively to get, get some sponsors to come in and help with the event. For us, I think it was 3500 to 4000 is what we were out of pocket on the event. That's not bad. And Ben just stood at the front gate with a name tag, hey, I'm Ben, and you just shook hands all day? I was up there with uh, two of my other lead agents just saying hello to everybody. And then as soon as we kind of filled up the event, then it was just going in and mingling and talking. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's a, that's, that's a great turnout, too. Um, all right, what else are you doing? Like, like Quite a how- bit. Yeah, yeah, quite quite a bit on on social media, and not sure. So we we have really cool stories we can tell. We we help people 
move to Argentina who wanted out of their building, or we take these really rundown dumpy houses and we add a thousand square feet and we bring them back to life. And so for us, it's just being top of mind as real estate professionals, um, not necessarily agents. We're not out there asking people, who do you know that want to buy or sell? We're much more, this is what we're doing in the community. This is what we're doing um, on projects. Follow us on our journey. And that seems to pay great dividends. So you're constantly just letting people know, you know, I'm an agent without saying I'm an agent. Exactly. I, I'm a real estate professional. That's, that's our whole thing is we're separated from agents. We're real estate professionals. And are you going live doing this stuff? Or are you posting pictures? How are you letting everybody know this? Yeah, so we go live once a week, or I do. My, my agents, their goal is to all go live once a week as well, either at a project or as something is happening in our office as we have an event going on. And then a lot of videos and, and photos. Okay. And just constant. All right. All right. And so let's talk a little bit about technology. What, what uh, technology are you using now that on your team, on your phone, as far as apps that you're excited about? Yeah. I mean, we're most excited. This, the, the system that we've built up to identify property owners that we want to tag as someone that may be interested in selling. We use Salesforce. We brought in the developer and built out Salesforce CRM specifically for what we wanted to be able to do. So very excited about that. Let's what see, did that what cost, else? by the way? So you got Salesforce, of course, which, you yep. know, different payment plans. I'm not asking that. I'm asking, what did it cost for someone to come in, sit down with you and, and your Salesforce and say, and you tell them, hey, you know, I want you to find people that have been in a house more than five years, empty houses, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so we did a lot of it internally, like the struggle, where we're getting that data, where we're pulling that data. And then I was, I'm very fortunate. I had a guy who developed the, the back end for us in Salesforce. He was a coder on my team. It, we priced it out before that, and it was five to $7,000 to get everything built out the way we wanted it. That's really cool. And it's permanent, right? Because there's, there, there's other, yep. there's companies, as you know, that are out there that you can pay to do that for you but you said let me just do it once and have it there forever so i can keep keep doing it every month it won't cost me any more money yeah and i mean we still have the monthly salesforce subscription so we we do still have a reoccurring bill but for, for us we really wanted to tailor to exactly what we were trying to go after um there's a lot of programs out there that offer very similar um to what we built and we tried to steal the best of each one of those and, and tailored exactly to what we wanted and what we wanted to be able to do. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. 
To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999. Okay, so four years ago, you you earned your first commission in real estate. Fast forward now, you're you're doing 150 a year. You know what's a what's a major mistake uh, that you've made, Ben, over the last four years in this in this meteoric rise, right? What, what's what's a mistake you've made that we can learn from? Great question. One that I tell everybody, and I really believe this, is I wish I would have remove some of the limiting beliefs I had when I started. Um, and I would have planned to build a 200 or $300 million a year producing team from the beginning because we, we drew it out and like 50 million was our benchmark. And so we built a team and systems for that. And ultimately we got to that point and now we're left looking around going, shoot, we got to reinvent the wheel. So that's, that's one thing. The other is get great mentors, like being around people who, who are, already have climbed the mountain you want to climb or are already on the journey, they can save you so much time and, and help you so drastically that the more you can surround yourself by those people, it's the number one thing I recommend to everyone. Yeah. You hear a lot of that. And, and so how did you do it specifically? I all, I, I try to lead with value. So like when I was starting out, when I'm 22, 23 years old, it was, it was finding the guys who were doing what I wanted to do, flipping a lot of houses and running these different companies. And I just tried to find ways to provide value to them. And that could be as simple. Like when I started, it was just cleaning up job sites because I wanted to learn construction projects. Like I'll come sweep the floors. You don't have to pay me whatever it takes. Right. And that evolves and it grows. And, and then when you come from a place of value, genuine value and contribution, individuals will reciprocate that. And they typically reciprocate it tenfold. And so um, I saw that very early on and I still to this day, that's one of my, my primary focuses is providing value to those who are ahead on, on the journey that I'm on. Wow. Okay, cool. And, and, and I wanted to talk to you about the flywheel. It's kind of a neat little metamorphosis of, uh, of growth that you've created. Uh, talk to me about the flywheel and, and how you came to create that. Yeah, so I, I try to surround myself by people much more successful, much smarter than I am. And I've done that for a long time. And as I've been around these individuals, I started to notice commonalities amongst them all. And um, so I started to write those down. And, and basically, that evolved into this flywheel concept. And so I think there's really five key components that, or six, I'm sorry, six key components that people successful people focus on and it all starts with your environment it all starts with who you surround yourself with do they support you do they encourage you and do they challenge you and when you get around those people that do that your beliefs change and i call it putting on goggles like all of a sudden you see the world differently you know i'm a member of go abundance as i know you are when i go to a go abundance event and i get around these guys who are performing at like 10x or 100x of what i'm currently doing all of a sudden, I get a little bit more swagger. I start to say, man, I can do that. I believe I can do that. And so it changes the way that I'm looking at everything. Um, and when you believe you can do things, your work ethic and your curiosity substantially increase. It's very hard to work 80 hours a week. It's not nearly as hard to work 80 hours a week if you believe that you're working towards a goal and you've seen other people already accomplish that. 
It also causes you to ask more questions and stay more curious. So when those things start happening, your flywheel, and the reason I call it a flywheel is it's really hard to get moving at the beginning, but once you have momentum, it gets easier and easier to move forward. Once you have a great environment, beliefs, and work ethic pushing you forward, all of a sudden the skills that you provide to the world and the relationships that you have grow substantially. All of a sudden you can provide value to people, right? You have these amazing skills or these amazing relationships. And when you use those purposefully, you provide value to others. And that value that you provide, ultimately, for that, that is what your wealth, that is what wealth is, is providing value to others. That's what money comes from. So you, you start providing value to others. You start to make money. You start to all of a sudden find your life's purpose. And once you find your life's purpose, it's impossible to shut down. It's impossible to turn off. You're engaged. You're focused. You're laser focused. And from there, your flywheel is moving 100 miles an hour. Now you want a better environment. You want bigger dreams and remove limiting beliefs. And, and it just carries on forward from there. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and you're going to share this with, the, with us as your free gift, right? As one of your free gifts, this, this, yep. this diagram that you created, right? Yep, absolutely. All right. So let me ask you our flagship question, Ben. And that is this, you know, and this was only four years ago, but you kind of had a head start in that uh, you were a flipper and property manager. So your sure. head was kind of, you know, in the real estate game. So I want to take that away from you. I want to strip away your management, strip away your flipping business. And, and I'm going to take you and I'm going to put you on an island. I'm going to put nine other real estate agents on that island. And uh, they don't have any other businesses, right? The, the only thing you guys have in common is you don't know anybody. Okay. Right. And I'm going to give you each a thousand bucks. I'm going to give you a cell phone. I'm going to give you a laptop and I'm going to say, go get them. Whoever sells the most houses in six months uh, gets $5 million. How's Ben Real going to win this game show? It's a good question. I mean, I, I, what pops into my head is I figure out where I can provide the most value to people and I double down there and that's where I focus my time. And I, it depends on what city I'm in or what, what's going on on this island. But that's, that's where my f first thought went, if, if that answers your question. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we want to know specifically what you're going to do. Like, what am I going to do? Agents listening in Tupelo, Mississippi are like, yep. you know, what, what, what can I do if I'm a brand new agent and I want to kick ass really fast? So, so I would become a neighborhood expert in whatever neighborhood I, I desire to work in. I go talk to each of the neighbors. And from that, I try to pick up subtle little things where I can provide value to them. And it could be as simple as finding out what their favorite sports team is and going and buying a coffee mug off Amazon and dropping that off with my business cards in their, mail in their mailbox or at their doorstep and just say, was thinking about you, saw this coffee mug, have an awesome day. Like just a bunch of little hits like that to build relationships and start gaining momentum in a very tight area that I want to work. I'm not going to try to go to 10,000 homes. I'd probably pick 100 houses and i just hit that and I'd be there every day finding ways to contribute to those people. And from that, your business is going to start to grow. Yeah, just relationships. And I guess that's kind of how you went from the zero to 100 SOI deals is just by, you know, by, by just building relationships after relationships, huh? Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's amazing how many subtle hints or little cues you can get from people when you're talking to them where you could drastically impact their day, their week, their month by doing something very little. And if you do that, you are going to have a relationship for the next 10 years with those people, that person, they're going to think of you. And so when I'm coaching agents, that's what I'm always trying to get them to start connecting those dots. 
whether it's a, a first-time home buyer or an investment client who's bought 20 houses with us, how can we provide value to them? How can we make their day, month, or week better? And if it's something tiny, if it's something little and easy to do, go do it because it's going to pay back tenfold. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's so simple, but it makes sense. And with a thousand bucks, I mean, you could buy a ton of mugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or buy a ton of little knickknacks and, and, you know, put forth the effort. The, you know, it's like the difference between the ordinary and the extraordinary is the extra. Right. I mean, if, if you hold an open house, right, you should go door knocking. You should talk to the neighbors before. And you should probably talk to them right before you do the open house and probably after. And during those conversations, you're going to be able to pick up on something that they're interested in, whether it's a sports team or whether it's a vacation spot. And it's so easy what, the next time you come back to have something to give to them to say you were thinking about them. It makes the conversations easier. It, makes, it takes all the edge off of walking up and knocking on the door because you're coming with a gift. And like those little things just... It, compounds and it grows and that flywheel gets to spinning and all of a sudden you're doing 150 deals a year yeah absolutely all right ben so you're going to give us the flywheel diagram but uh you brought another free gift today what was that yeah you're talking about the uh the call the yeah the, or five, the five the, the five, five year yeah so basic i i purchased my first house um when i was 18 years old did the whole house hacking thing i didn't know that's what it was at the time and what I learned from that as I, as I started out on my wealth building journey is that if you can get in a position, one, where you're saving money, and that's the first step, you just got to save everything you can, but then you can get it to a place where you don't have to pay rent. You get somebody else paying your rent. You buy a duplex or you buy a house and you have roommates, all of a sudden you're saving $500, $800 a month. Over the next three years, that compounds and allows you to save 6000 a year or, or more depending on your rent. If you save that purposefully, that's your down payment for your second house. And when you repeat that, if, you, if you're very purposeful for three or for five years, even if you're making $40,000 a year at the end of five years, you can own three investment properties. Mm. And so this, this five-year plan is just kind of laying out, here's what it looks like year one, here's what it looks like year two, three, four, all the way through to five. And it requires work. It's not easy, but it's how you start building that wealth. And then all of a sudden, you have income coming in and, and you, the passive income, the cash flow. And it also tries to look at how much equity are you gaining from principal pay down and from a standard 3 or 4% appreciation. Because I, I think people need to understand that it, you're paying that mortgage every month and it hurts and it feels like all that money's gone. But a portion of it's going to principal. And if you bought a good asset, the home's appreciating. And so it's kind of taking a full look at what type of wealth are you building if you don't go to Starbucks and you save a little bit more each month. So that's the five-year wealth building plan. Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, it sounds like exactly what I did. So, you know, that's, uh, that's good stuff. I actually wish everybody had that and just take this, guys, and, and put it up on your, on your cork board and just look at it and just follow it. I mean, wow. I mean, Ben's, Ben's going from zero to hero really fast in the real estate sales business and also built wealth really fast. So why not learn from someone who's done it before, just like he's learned from others who have walked yep. before him. So guys, uh, uh, both of those things are going to be on uh, hybendigital.com backslash Ben Ariel. Uh, first of all, it's Ben R-I-E-H-L-E. That's, That's it. Hybendigital.com backslash R-I-E. 
H-L-E. Or if you want to just go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, you can yank it out of the success toolbox uh, where you could get Ben's free gifts plus everybody else who's come on the show's free gifts. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text the word toolbox to 444-999. I'm also going to put all of Ben's information if you got a referral for him in Tucson, Arizona. There you go. We'll take uh, good care of him. And all his social media links and all that good stuff uh, will be on there if you want to reach out to him and say thank you, Ben, for sharing so much. Ben, this has been a blast, buddy. Look forward to uh, seeing you very soon in the near future. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, Go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day, so definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.